درود مردم شریف ایران من شهریار افشار هستم میزبان شما در برنامه پالیتیکس 365 امروز مجددا یک مهمانی که قبلا تو برنامه‌مون شرکت کرده بود سفیر سابق لهستان به ایران آقای جولیوس گوچو در کشور پولند لهستان به برنامه ما پیوسته دوباره ایشون یه دیپلمات هستش الان در کشور لهستان و یه دیدگاه خیلی جالب و خیلی وسیع به تمام این موضوعی که نه تنها در ایران اتفاق افتاده اما در خاورمیانه و مخصوصا الان در غازا و اسرائیل و من میخواستم ایشون رو دعوت کنم امروز به برنامه‌مون که نظر ایشون رو بپرسم از مورد حوادثی که در غازا افتاده نقش ایران با حماس و چه جوری واقعا کشورهای بین‌المللی و لهستان و دیپلمات‌های دنیا به این موضوع نگاه میکنن موضوع اکانتبیلیتی و کی مسئول میتونیم بدونیم در این موارد اسرائیلیا فلسطینیا خیلی موضوع حقوق بشر الان مورده در یه حدی جفتشون مقصرن تا یه حدی هم جفتشون یه حق دارن که خب از کشورشون دفاع کنن از جامعهشون دفاع کنن اما متاسفانه موضوعی که ما الان شاهدش هستیم تمام دنیا رو افکار دنیا رو آلوده کرده و ناراحت کرده و ما قلبمون با تمام مردم بیگناه جفت کشوره خلاصه میخواستم نظر یه سیاستمدار و دیپلمات بپرسم در این برنامه و ادامه بدیم گفتگومون رو با آقای جولیاس کوتو بقیه برنامه به انگلیسی تهیه شده متاسفانه اما تا اونجایی که من میتونم سعی میکنم یه جنبنده کوچیکی آخر برنامه بکنم مستر امباسادر ثانک یو سو مچ فور جوینینگ اس اگین سو وندرفول تو هیر فرام یو آی اسپیشلی انجوید اور لاست کانورسیشن سم تایم اگو اباوت یور اکسپیرینس ان ایران and what you observe i know you you love the people of iran and and uh, as a diplomat you're always a peacemaker and and uh looking to find ways for relationship building and peace and prosperity for of course your country poland and any country that uh, uh poland has a view on or a relationship with but now you know uh, the world is turned into a very very difficult chapter with what's happening in gaza uh i see iran's name constantly being thrown about as supporter of Hamas um my question to you really as a diplomat and as someone representing the government of Poland how does uh Poland view what's happening in Gaza what have the Polish people expressed to you um about the terrible events that happened on October 7th and since then and who is accountable uh, to these events to the world order uh, who is How, or is there any accountability in what's happening? Uh, thank you very much for the invitation. Uh, this is a, a, a great, great pleasure for me to uh, um, to be hosted by you. Um, well, the developments of Gaza are a surprise for everyone, I, I would say, probably except Hamas. <laughs> uh but i would say that this is also a surprise for for the israeli government this is the this is a surprise for the international community uh in poland uh, what is surprising me in poland but in a positive sense is the uh, a surge of interest of young people toward what is going on in the middle east which is very good i mean young people they are asking why how and who is really responsible for what is uh, happening uh now going uh, directly to your question uh 
I would say that the differences, uh, there were a lot of tensions and differences within the Israeli society before uh, uh, October 7th. Uh, and what Hamas has done, uh, of course, there is attack by Hamas and uh, all these atrocities, uh, really a barbarian, uh, barbarian uh, deeds. Uh, but but what it has shown the the the, the attack is um, uh, how much the Israeli society is already uh, divided and how many problems they uh, they have developed before. Um, if you need if you need to translate, I, I will stop maybe. Uh, no no I, I'm gonna I explained that we're gonna go in English and if I can kind of summarize at the end in Farsi if we have time I'll do it. Otherwise, yes. uh, our our uh, viewers and listeners are, are versed in English. <laughs> okay okay thank you. So uh, as to as to the um, a possible role of of Iran, um, of course there are voices that. Iran is um, backing Hamas, is helping Hamas, and is funding them, and so on, so on, which is partly true. Uh, however, I would like to make a um, distinction. Uh, first of all, uh, we should ask ourselves: uh, Is Iran happy about that? I mean, I mean the the Iranian government, the establishment. I would say, to some extent, yes. Uh, is uh, Iranian uh, government somehow helping, or was some some somehow helping Hamas? Uh, yes, uh, they did. But the, the real question is: Do really Hamas? Does really Hamas need a, a sort of um, approval from Tehran? Of course not. And to my understanding, uh, there is also a sort of surprise in in, in Tehran uh, because uh, as it was publicly stated, Hamas uh, did not warn uh, Iranians about the action it's taking. And as I understand it, it has a, a, a very important uh, repercussions. Um, the most important is that uh, such uh, parties or such uh, groups like Hamas or Hezbollah, uh, they are sort of, of course, an ally. They are allies of, of uh, the government in uh, the establishment regime in, in, in Tehran. However, uh, to be an ally, you must be under control or at least you should have some sort of mutual understanding. And, and I, I think there is no mutual understanding and no uh, uh, real um, support from Tehran. Uh, Hamas was never number one, partner number one of, of, of Tehran. Uh, it's rather Hezbollah. Uh, but still, even if you see what Hezbollah is, is doing, there is no coordination. Of course, there are some attacks. There, there, there are some uh, rather symbolic I would say attacks. Uh, there is nothing very, very serious and important. Uh, the easiest example is that, uh, for example, Hezbollah could have attacked the uh, gas fields uh, of of Israel. They didn't do that. 
So it shows there is not exactly what really um, we would say that this is, you know, um, backing by Tehran. It does exist, but this is a lack of, this lack of control uh, is, in my opinion, more problematic for uh, for the uh, Iranian government, because if you don't control, you cannot plan. And uh, for this reason, I would say that, yes, some people might be happy about what Hamas is doing with Israel, but not to the extent as other people would say. Uh, this is this is my 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 rough um, analysis of right. the situation. Thank you, thank you for that explanation. I'm curious, and you don't have to necessarily answer on behalf of Poland, but I'm curious: uh, how do democratic countries, uh, members of the European Union, um, that have diplomatic relations with Iran, uh, absent the U.S., of course, uh, how do they? reconcile their relationship with Iran and by virtue of what Iran uh, does in supporting Hamas or Hezbollah? I mean, do they address it offline, you know, publicly, privately? I'm just curious about the diplomatic practice of democratic countries with a country like Iran. Well, diplomatic practice is that in such situation like this, uh, you just explain your position or you you make a sort of uh, uh, statement, and that's it. Both mm-hmm. sides they they make the statements, but uh, it doesn't mean that that we have we have to freeze our relations. Right. Uh, for for years, uh, Poland had uh, and still Poland has has been having, let's say, has had the excellent relations with uh, Israel, excellent relations with Iran very good relations with the United States and with the Palestinians. So, uh, of course, in such a situation, you can say as a diplomat, you can say what is the position of your country and uh, the, the position of most most uh, Europeans uh, and Westerners would be uh, that, of course, they, uh, they agree that Israel has a right to, to defend itself. Uh, and they agree that what Hamas has has done and what it, uh, what it has been doing up till now is barbaric. At the same time, uh, there is also issue of, uh, let's say, uh, proportionality of, of reaction. Um, I think it was just today uh the spokesperson of the israeli army said that uh, the ratio of um combatants of hamas killed comparing to the ratio of civilians is one to two and he said this is uh, this is excellent this is very good of course we should we should mourn uh, all victims of of all civilians that are dying uh, so Normally, you say what you dislike, uh, what you believe should be important in in such a situation, and of course, the the, the life of of innocent civilians this is the most striking, uh, most important thing in in in, um, in such a statement. Thank you. No, that's an important 
distinction and, and the comment from the IDF, I think commander was very troubling. I know it was questioned on CNN that seems like what for every one Hamas leader we kill, we kill yeah. two civilians. Or something. I mean, and he said this, he said it so nonchalantly or as a matter of fact, as if that's perfectly fine. Um, yes. And again, we're, I'm not judging anyone because I'm not in a combat zone. No one's bombing me today. No one attacked my home today. Uh, so, you know, I, I, as one world citizen, I don't like to sit 5,000 miles away in safety and judge either the Palestinians or the Israelis. Um, but you said something very instructive, and I think most people wouldn't, um, most ordinary non-diplomats would never uh, reconcile the difficult world of diplomacy, and that is you have excellent relations as one sovereign nation with, with the U.S., with Iran, with Israel, with Palestine. Um, you you may express your, make your official statements, but that's where it is. You express your concern, but you know you don't necessarily freeze relations or cut off uh, ties or sanction one country over another um, in the hopes that a lack of diplomacy will lead to uh, better relations. And I'm curious how you um, assess at least what the world does Certainly some countries that deserve to be sanctions. I'm, again, I'm no judge. We've seen North Korean actions. We've seen, you know, there's all kinds of sanctions, obviously on Iran. Um, there were multilateral sanctions on Iraq when it invaded Kuwait. Um, I'm, I'm curious as to um, when you say you, any Poland would maintain excellent relationships and it does good for Poland. Uh, how do you view sanctions as a foreign policy tool uh, that's used by the U.S.? Uh, sanctions are always um, very much uh, problematic because uh, usually those who want to impose sanctions on, on another nation, country, they say, well, this is only, you know, specific targets. Uh, it should not. Uh, it should not concern. It should not affect, uh, for example, civilians. But it does. So uh, personally, I think uh, this is very, very problematic. How you apply sanctions? Uh, there is more and more views among the academia and about diplomats that sanctions do not work the way we want them to work. And we can see that, uh, for example, case of North Korea, it doesn't work. I mean, they 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 are still producing uh, uh, nuclear uh, weapons. They have the technology. Uh, the country is starving. The people are starving. So, um, and the regime is stronger and stronger. Uh, we have the case of Cuba uh, for. You know, several decades, and still you have uh, the same ideology, same regime, and people are, and it's very difficult to say who is more responsible for the misery. Is it is it because of the sanctions or uh, because of the ideology? We we have the the case of of Iran, uh, and again, if you look at sanctions at the timeline of of sanctions, most of the I mean. For last 40 years, uh, you have sanctions plus executive orders of the American presidents. And sanctions are American mainly. Only when the case was um, 
like last decade, uh, when the issue was about a nuclear program of, of Iran, there were sanctions also by the United Nations and by the European Union. So as we see uh, at the Iranian example, um, of course, sanctions are a political tool. And uh, politics, politics is not always very clean and obviously white and fluffy. Uh, so this is a general uh, remark. This is not uh, just about this particular uh, kind of sanctions against Iran. They're different. Uh, so in general, um, there is a discussion going among diplomats, among the uh, people from from universities and specialists, how much sanctions should be targeted targeting uh, some particular uh, um, people behavior, but always there will be collateral damage, in my opinion, always. Right. Thank you uh, for that explanation, and I think obviously. You know, I don't know if the U.S. I don't think the U.S. invented sanctions, but the way it wields it politically as a the blunt instrument of foreign policy that it is, uh, it impacts all kinds of lives. And I've heard uh, the Iranian foreign minister say, "Well, we're experts at subverting sanctions, so we're not worried about any sanctions." Um, it seems to hurt the individual Iranians even more. And it's, but it's difficult to whether it's mismanagement or the sanctions. It's really hard to say. I, I'm also curious politically. Um, you know, the European Union, not often, but uh, I mean, not not always, but uh, definitely moves together. So there is a culture of um, multilateral action, whereas the U.S. often acts as its own on its own. Right? Uh, sure. Sometimes it gets accused of being the world's policeman and. Uh, obviously, it's had a direct conflict with Iran, so they feel there's a lot of animosity. But I just find it uh, diplomatically curious and, and um, difficult uh, over the past you know, 80 years. The U.S. has had uh, wars with Germany and Japan, and now they're two of the greatest allies. It's dropped bombs on Japan and still uh, the closest of allies. But yet this animosity between these two countries exists without having an active war uh, and just being fueled by sanctions and political rhetoric. And now uh, the Gaza, uh, the Israeli uh, the Israeli Hamas war has refueled all of that animosity, whereas American politicians are saying to Israel in one respect, do whatever you need to do to protect yourself, uh, mostly the GOP, whereas uh, some other uh, liberal Democrats are saying, uh, we need to also respect human rights and prosecute anyone for war crimes. Uh, we could talk a little, a lot more, uh, Julius. Uh, I've learned so much. Every time I talk with you, I, I'm a little smarter, and I hope I've brought some insights into the Iranian-American community that listens to this uh, program uh, about your worldview, Poland's worldview, and uh, the world of diplomacy. Uh, please come back to join us. Uh, later as the events unfold and hopefully under better better circumstances. Uh, with greatest pleasure. Thank you very much for the invitation and uh, I hope that uh, I could I could uh, have some um, contribution 
to <laughs> let's say to to the to the wealth of Polish Iranian uh, relations in 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 a very broad sense also among the people just people you thank have. you very much for for this conversation thank you thank you